You know, as the ACC lays in wait to figure out what is the next move for the conference, we figure we might as well talk a little bit about some basketball. The women's hoops dropped the ACC Big Ten Challenge, as well as some realignment news. Will it even matter once it's all said and done? Let's find out in today's episode. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Appreciate you taking time to join us each and every day. We know it's summertime, so you only get three episodes a week, but we make them good all the same. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and I'm joined by my Monday, sometimes Tuesday host, Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Kenton, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great as always. You know what I mean? Every day, six feet above ground because I'm taller than six feet is a good one. So, you know, it's uh, it's another great Monday for me. Hey, those dad jokes got to be hitting over there that locked on Wolfpack podcast, huh? You know, I'm 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 not ready to have kids, but the one aspect that I can say I have down dad jokes. Whenever yeah. that time comes for me, I'll have a lot of hey. You can keep this one now. You can take this one to the bank and cash it in. It's money, baby. I got those jokes ready. I'm glad the whole tone of your voice changes as well, just to know how you're practicing. That's, that's great. Oh, absolutely. Fatherhood is going to be a great time. But in this economy, not so much. So let's just talk about some sports and some fun stuff that's happening in the now. No doubt about it. In case you missed any of our last week's episode, you missed the whole realignment talk, the sinking of the ship that could be the ACC and predicting whether or not we will have, you know, any schools when it's all said and done. But it sounds like, you know, the tides are pretty much just a little slow right now. There hasn't been any breaking news or major shifts. So if anything, for a conference like ours, who is scared to death about what will be the future, I feel like that's good. What you thinking? Again, I've, I've said this before. The ACC is getting worse in regard of, you know, how like a, an athlete that doesn't train as hard as everybody else during, that, during the uh, offseason gets worse. Like we haven't done anything to, as a conference, we haven't done anything to advance ourselves to catch up to the Big Ten. And, and SEC, so we are falling behind in that regard. But we also have not – we're not, like, losing teams left and right like uh, the Pac-10 and – or the Pac-12. Well, and they are 10, yeah. The Pac-12 – well, I guess they are back to being the Pac-10, but the Pac-12 and Big 12 are. So, yeah. I mean, those – again, you're, you're not doing as bad as the guy that's, you know, out drinking and partying every week and never taking care of his body, but you're not doing as much as the folks who are, like, out there actively making it happen for themselves. You know, a coach once told me that, like, you, there's always momentum shifts. You're either going forward or backward. There's never maintaining. Like, you're not maintaining. You're either getting better or you're getting you're regressing, right? And mm-hmm. I think for the ACC, we're seeing a little bit, bit of regression, and it's to the point of frustration for a lot of people who are loyal to the, the conference or just loyal to the schools, and they're ready to see some sort of growth and development. And, like, while we understand the staple of, you know, men's basketball has been here and, you know, they're trying to make football a little bit of a thing, it feels as if we're not shifting in the right direction to the point of extinction, which is scary. And and that's, that's a fair concern. That's a very fair and valid concern. Like, yeah. there's – at the at the end of the day, there is there is a lot to be said about you know um, whether or not we're seeing the momentum turn against the ACC. But again, the ACC has in its favor that it, as terrible as the deal was, <laughs> that Grant Rice deal is working in their favor because 
the the premise on which everybody is saying the grant of rights could be terminated by ESPN and then conferences could post these uh, teams off is based upon the fact that it is more beneficial financially to ESPN to allow the conference to be disbanded than it is to keep the conference together, which, again, they got a deal that everybody looked at the ACC and said, who who is your finance person? <laughs> <laughs> Who agreed to this? We know that the commissioner blew it in this, but whoever looked at these numbers, crunched the numbers and said, yeah, this makes sense. They, you need to drug test them. You need yeah. to make sure it's not a Lamar Odom who was on crack moment. So with that being said, Gibbs. I mean, I'm just saying, with that being said, with everybody saying that this deal is so bad for the ACC and so great for ESPN, again, you have to assume that ESPN is willing to get out of a deal that is just top tier good stuff for them in order to strengthen other conferences that may not have the same types of deals with them. I'm starting to feel like the grant of rights is low key, like the Illuminati in the sense of like people are, you sell your soul to be a part of the ACC and now it's like you have to fight and claw to get out of that bad boy. And it, not possible necessarily, but it's I know a, the Illuminati is like way, way like, you know, it's a, a whole different degree. I'll relate it to to something that we've seen in real life. It's a it's a uh, it's a it's a contract with Death Row Records when Suge Knight was running it. That's what it is. You you want to get out of here? All right, no, nah. you got, you know, you got to pay your way out. Exactly, okay. it's a couple ways, and ain't none of them good for you. So I don't think that any ACC team is leaving Suge Knight at the moment. I, I think that they're gonna stay put for the t- again. People are saying that we can see movement before the season. I'm just like. Okay, well, y'all it's scary y'all out here in these streets. Yeah, after the season, I don't think anything is going to happen either, unless again, I've talked about the players who, based upon the fan base, based upon the draw that they are TV wise, they could go. But a lot of the folks that are being talked about and oh, this team shopped here, there. Okay, I mean, if, <laughs> if that's what you want to say, I, again, they're going to have to pay a lot of money to get out, and yeah. they and and you know, there's. Or you're again assuming that ESPN is going to terminate a deal that's good for them. And yeah, again, if you believe that, I have oceanfront property for you in my hometown of Detroit, Michigan. It's off a wonderful island called the <laughs> Bell Island. And again, don't don't ask me any questions. Just bring the money, and oh then we'll gosh. discuss it after the money is already in my account. Yes. So I wanted to, because we have the opportunity to talk about some of the comments that some of our fans left in here. One of them was really about your Maryland comment. They were really hyped. They felt like, Ken, you brought up a good point in terms of Maryland being a, oh, whatever happened to them kind of situation, which, you know, I agree. And we had, I'm not going to read that comment. Mayan King said, get over the travel concerns. I don't, I don't even like his name. So that we're over that. Uh, we had the, what are these people's names it's like satan demon what the world harry said we need notre dame or it might be curtains we had lee say ucla is 100 million in debt and about to start cutting sports out which a lot of people don't realize how many sports are going to be left by the wayside and that debt thing ain't nothing to play with and again this these are coming at times where teams are not outright leaving they're just not renewing yeah. teams who are outright leaving if you are in debt and having to cut teams and you're paying to leave, right? in what world, even if you say that conference is making $20 million more a year than our conference or $10 million more than our conference a year, if you are already in a substantial amount of debt 
And then you say, well, I think that we should go ahead and add some more debt right now because it'll be a profit in the end. You're making some very bold assumptions. And you know what? And you know what? The travel concerns thing, again, I am not going to lie to y'all and say, oh, I know 100% of how this is going to roll and all that. It's not about a travel concern from just the standpoint of how will it affect these folks physically. You're talking about 18, generally 18 to 24, 25-year-old at the oldest, right? Physically, they'll be fine. We are talking about student welfare as in their actual thing that we call them before athlete. That part of it, we're talking about that part. Hello. I'm going to tell you a fun story about out of, out of cash tag, and I'm going to try to get this all in before we hit break. <laughs> when we when we won our first state championship, we were the first team in the history of the city of Detroit to win one, first ever, to mm-hmm. win one at that level, uh, at the Division One level. And so when that happened, we were out of class all the time, going to the mayor's office, going to uh, our state representative's office, going to uh, the governor's manager, all of this type of stuff, right? We're, we're doing all of this type of stuff. And, you know, we have tutors and all that that are helping us keep up physically not being in class. Yeah. There are certain students that are going to be able to keep up. Sure. Sure. Right. There are certain students that are going to be there. The students who are already at risk, it is going to be a bad situation. And I know that when you talk about college, you talk about a different level and somebody's being paid full time to make sure you keep up. And yet and still, we see players, all well, not players all the time, but we see it's not a super rare occurrence for a player to be academically ineligible. And yeah. you're talking about multiple times a year potentially having to go from one coast to the opposite. Yeah, we're going to read more comments here in just a second. But I want to remind you guys that as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. They got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who do you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So we had James Pruitt here for what if UNC and Duke end up in different conferences and never play each other again? I hope that doesn't happen. You know, me too. too, There's there's no way. There's no way that that would happen. There's now there is a world. There is a world where their their rivalry becomes a non-yearly rivalry. It's possible. Possible. It's Um, it's I think they never can have. What I think is going to be is there's no longer going to be conference title implications between Duke and UNC. So they're still going to have the annual matchup. It just will be for nothing, you know, for pride. For it'll it'll be for pride. It'll be for pride, and it won't be multiple times a year like we saw. Like we've seen years where, like last year, we saw them play three times. And it was like, oh, man, this is huge. This is big. This is big time, as big as it gets. And the triangle, it was like, you know, folks were acting as if the sports world was going to stop if, if this game was – while this game was going on. So it's a, it's, a, it's a situation where, again, especially in football, we may not see them play yearly. Sure. Yeah. This is not – that rivalry means entirely too much in terms of college basketball in general, nationally, for, 
for folks to say, well, you know, this this rivalry is just ho hum and going away. And and although with the with the uh, one and dones and players going to the G League and you know all the transfer portal and all the turnover in college basketball, making it harder to follow college basketball as closely, it's still that is still one of the landmark rivalries throughout all of sport, not just not just college sports, not just college basketball, not just basketball. Throughout all of sport, that's one of the better rivalries. Yeah, no doubt. So we also had a comment from Terrence Sullivan who said, I totally feel California, Oregon, Stanford, and Washington should join the ACC. I think they would be great additions. Go to a 10-game conference schedule. Go to a five-annual yearly rivals 5-5 model. Obviously, two teams don't fit that model, but they can be non-conference games two out of four years to keep the concept of playing at each conference member house in four years. So thanks, Terrence, for that comment. I also wanted to point out one really good comment um, from a guy who was talking about Louisville. He said, Louisville loves a good conference. They love to switch every now and again. Where is my man's name? <laughs> Let me find it because I want to read it. Verbatim. There we go. Mr. National Champion said, Louisville is constantly changing conference. I wouldn't be surprised if they leave the ACC. Louisville was in the Metro Conference, USA, Big East, AAC, and now currently in the ACC. There it is. Geographically, Louisville would fit in the Big Ten and the SEC. So, yeah. 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 I mean, Kentucky, which is their rival, which is right down the road, not too far from them. Yeah. Is in the SEC. I mean, they're in Big Ten country. I I actually was surprised, like, in, in high school when I, like, uh, looked on the map and saw, like, how close <laughs> Kentucky was to, like, the north and the Midwest. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, this is in, – in your mind, when you think of Kentucky, you do not think of a place that is there. But, yeah, geographically, absolutely, uh, that's a that's a very good point. And and I want to touch on one that you said earlier. Okay. Um, the the ACC better get Notre Dame where it's curtains. Yeah. If it is curtains, then it is curtains called. The fat lady has sung. She is belting from her diaphragm. You understand? She had that I, tea again, and honey. Okay. All of, this, all of this, again, all of this is very simply about finance, about mm-hmm. money. Notre Dame has an individual, Notre Dame football has an individual TV contract. With NBC, mm-hmm. that's what again. Nobody says that NBC is getting over on Notre Dame. It's the other way around. Yeah, it's the other <laughs> way around. I promise you. So, with that being said, like Notre Dame would not. They have no deep vested interest in joining any conference because NBC is is just too good to them. What? Why would they? Why, why, you know what I mean? They, they're enjoying their time as an independent. They're looking at everybody else tripping about the conference uh, realignment, and they're just sitting up there, you know, oh, that's crazy. Eh? Y'all conference is looking rough. If, <laughs> only, crazy. If, only you, if only you weren't bound by that whole conference thing, maybe yeah. you wouldn't be so upset right now. Anyway, right. y'all be safe to Lou. I said I was only going to read a couple more, but I feel like these are really good. Someone from Mr. NK said, Ken, great point about expanding the college football playoffs. It never made sense to me why they were against it. And less sports would always hurt the ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12. So right on. I mean, we know know the college football playoff as it stands is – it's horrible. Like, it it literally is is nonsensical in the fact that people cannot come up with good arguments for why it should not be expanded. Even if you don't uh, like my idea of 12 teams being in and, mm-hmm. you know, every conference champion that's outside the um, the RPI top 35, their, their uh, bid becomes an at-large bid. Even if you don't like that idea, you cannot argue that four is enough. 
Like, there's no argument where you're just like, yeah, it makes sense that we have four. Um, because, again, so many group of five teams end up in that five slot, six slot, that have went undefeated, that have run the table with 20-point average margin of victories where it's like, listen, if they're going to get beat, fine. Let them get beat. Oklahoma yeah. went and got the wheels whipped off them all the time. <laughs> we still watch. We still watch. The average margin Indeed, of victory. we do. The average margin of victory in, in college football semifinals is about 20 points. Yeah. Let it, let it roll. Let it rock. Let every New Year's Six game go ahead and have a semifinal every year. Go ahead. Let it 100%. go. 100%. Yes. All right. So, Mr. Franklin Kuntz, he was all about some Jackson State University. He says, if you guys think Notre Dame is the prize, what do you think about Jackson State University? They would be 10 times the prize with Coach no. Deion Sanders. Nope. Let me finish. <laughs> with Coach Deion Sanders, man, stop. Coach Primetime Sanders is about to be legendary coach of the Jackson State Tigers. Invite Jackson State to a conference. Give Coach Deion Sanders a playing field, even playing field with all the other Power Five conferences or the big two conferences, and he would out-recruit all of them, almost all of them, in the Power Five conferences, and they know it. Okay, period, Franklin. Let me tell you something. This is a radical move, but any conference that is is really serious right now about the, the conferences that are scrambling and looking for a team, that Jackson State move, that gentleman, whoever they were, shout Mr. out to Mr. Franklin, you. shout out Mr. to Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> Mr. Franklin, you got to be Mr. Franklin Saint because you got the vision right now. You got the vision for what needs to Because I, listen, I, that's another thing. Oh my Jack, God. Jackson State is a team that I've, I've long whispered about, but I haven't said it out loud. But Mr. Franklin, you've been bold me to say this. So <laughs> shout out to you because you bought this out of me on there. Come I'm on saying, now. I've said for some time now, we're, even if we're saying, well, Dion is going to leave eventually and he's not going to be as big of a draw. Think about the first Power Five conference to adopt an HBCU and what that does for the sports landscape in general and talk, in terms of talking about uh, what has now happened as far as leveling the playing field for some of these historically black colleges and universities. Yeah. Like you're, you're looking at a whole different situation and mind you, this is a situation that where when Dion got there, he was arguing about having to pay to put the players' names on the back of the jersey. Yep. And now you're talking about potentially putting them in a Power Five conference. And mind you, all of these teams are leaving or looking to leave or whatever because of the money. Jackson State had never seen no money like that in their life. Just, everybody knows what Abbott Elementary is. Well, some people don't remember. Quinta Brunson got her start when she said, Oh, that's a large. Oh, he got a lot. He got money. He get it all for. Him. That's how Jackson State is going to be looking at every conference event. I mean, every single time that they sit up there and think to themselves, "Man, we got a check for twenty million." These other schools are looking around. The Big Ten getting thirty. The Big Ten getting 40. the SEC getting. Jackson State was like twenty, twenty. We are never leaving. We are yeah. never leaving this conference. We so my only thing, though, is they have that whole deal with Barstool Media. So I'm wondering how that will play into that hand and if they were willing to cut ties, you know what I'm saying, having to join one of the, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying there is different monetary implications for leaving and going to. Now, I think from a university standpoint, it's always good to explore other options. And I think just the way we've seen – Sort of the transition of some HBCUs trying to join bigger conferences like the Big South and some other stuff, right? You never know what could happen in the future. And, you know, some, some of the things from, hey, if you're trying to tag on to the HBCU energy, why not Pac-12? There, I'm sure there's some available and ready for you. ACC as well, because we have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of HBCUs on the East Coast that we certainly could have the conversation. 
the Celebration Bowl had 2.6 million viewers last year. That was the highest viewership that they've had in over six years. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, wherever Dion goes, it's going to be a show. But even beyond that, there is a wave and energy and renaissance behind historically black colleges and universities in all aspects that we have not seen in quite some time. So again, I think that it would be very, very smart for a conference to potentially take advantage of that. And I know that originally you may be saying, well, the amount that you would have to pay them or the amount of revenue that they generate is naturally going to be less than some of these other teams. Well, okay, well, who does the yeah. big who does the Big Twelve think they're getting? <laughs> that's going to be the the revenue kings out here. Who does yeah. the Pac twelve think they're getting? Baby, yeah. your best bet is Boise State. What nah. are you talking? About? <laughs> am I am I lying? Just, so, all right, so just you tell me. So let nice. me ask you this: then. Be so nice. Me, be I, nice. Boise State is a wonderful institute. They're a wonderful institute. Yeah, Good that, team. that blue turf be jumping. We remember the Statue of Liberty with Ian Johnson. We remember uh, Jared Zabraski and all. Let me ask you. Who, I remember the blue turf. Think, who do you think is their best option in? Who do you think would be the Big 12 or the Pac-12's best option in as far as schools would go? You tell me in terms of that's already in the uh, FBS. Oh, you know, I just, okay, fine. I think that Jackson State would be a very viable option, right? I think they bring a lot of energy, a lot of media kind of but, they bring a little pizzazz. That's the word. But Jackson, Jackson State ain't in the FBS. Who who would who in the FBS? Again, whoever you say the FBS, nine times out of ten, although they're making a little bit of money. What about Nevada? Hey, you know, I'm a Wolfpack guy. That's another Wolfpack over there on the <laughs> West Coast. Hey, more power to them. They produce some really great players in Bobby Wagner, Kylie Kaepernick, and all that. But I don't think that their revenue goes absolutely crazy to where you like. And I, I think they're they're definitely a step up from a Jackson State, of course. Yes, yeah, no doubt about it. But again, y'all not come on now, Big Twelve. What are you looking at, North Texas? But all these like at? random quarterbacks that we get from these, you know, podunk quote unquote universities, you just never know where you could be landing your next to uh, Josh Allen or you know your what's his name, Josh Rosen. Okay, sorry, Rosen. Rosen went to UCLA, <laughs> which is oh, now going to be in the Big Ten. <laughs> he went to. I thought he went to a Bumble. Mm. Oh, that's even worse. Josh Allen went to Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, that's how I knew. One of them Joshes. Who wants to go to Wyoming? <laughs> no offense to the state of Wyoming. No offense to Wyoming University. Who? Our poor listeners who are from Wyoming are sitting here sad right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm not saying this from a Wyoming as a state thing. I mean, in terms of we're we're talking revenue right now because again we're not. But talking- who wants to go to Mississippi? Like, let's keep it a man. I don't want. I do not want to go to Mississippi. I ain't Oxford, running. Starkville. Oxford, I ain't running. Starkville. I ain't running neither of them neither. They I ain't already got them. two. They already. I'm not got running into them. They already got. Ain't two. nothing enticing about Mississippi. The state of Mississippi is backwards to me. They already got two. See now you now you done shaded okay. the whole state. Listen. <laughs> Listen, ACC country, <laughs> she, forgive her for she know not what this she does. ACC okay? country. We ain't know, got no ACC schools in Mississippi. This, again, but for now we don't. But <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> That's fair. Phillips. <clears throat> <laughs> Maybe we'll have a lot of discussion during this ACC kickoff. But we are going to get into women's basketball because we did promise that conversation. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. 
It's your continued resource for sports during information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the number one spot for all of the podcast news that you got this season. And it's the fastest and easiest way to check on, on all of your favorite events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, we're finishing up this show. Promise you we have the ACC Big Ten Challenge when it comes to women's hoops. And, you know, it's funny because I was saying to myself, like, damn, we really might have the ACC and Big Ten win B1 happy family. So what would happen to the challenge? There might not be a challenge. It might just be an inter-squad meet at this point or inter-conference little razzle-dazzle. But for mm-hmm. now, on Wednesday, November 30th, you'll have Rutgers facing off against Boston College. You'll have Pitt facing off against Illinois. Virginia facing off against Penn State. Louisville facing off against Ohio State, Syracuse facing off against Purdue, and Wake Forest at Minnesota. To me, one of the quietest kept best parts of the ACC is women's basketball. A lot of people sleep on how good this conference is. We probably should have had a national champion last year, but we won't talk about NC State UConn because that just brings up a lot of bitter memories on this show here. But I will say for these matches, I'm excited to see women's hoops this season because I think for a lot of teams going into last or after last year, going into this season, you know, Boston College had, you know, a pretty decent run, right? You saw Syracuse have some growth moments and Wake Forest have some growth moments. Except the firing of the coach is really weird, but we can talk about that another day. Virginia getting a new coach, you know, the new energy shifting around there. So there's a lot of good things coming for that first group of games. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with you, and I'll say this. Again, the thing that made the thing that made women's basketball in the ACC so good, it wasn't just Louisville and NC State. Yeah. It wasn't just two teams at the top duking it out and everybody yeah. else just being, man, blase, blase. Sure. We saw Duke's season get derailed a little bit by COVID, which was like they were one of the only teams that were heavily hit by COVID last season, which was – you know, very it was tough to see uh Coach Lawson go through that. But you know, you you've also got uh so many teams, a Boston College team that they they beat some teams that you look at and you're like, oh well, really. Uh you've got a lot of teams that you're looking at in this conference that a Miami team that went to uh the ACC championship, a Notre Dame team that handed NC State its only conference loss of the year. There is so much in terms of what this what this conference brings and what this conference is in terms of women's basketball. And I think that the the Big Ten ACC challenge, as far as the women go, is going to be very heavily in our favor because, I mean, we we fielded a, a conference last year that saw the, basically the top half end up uh, in the uh, in the NCAA tournament, and many of them went very deep. So it's, again, this is not a situation where, you know, the ACC women's basketball being good, ACC women's basketball being good was an aberration. That's the rule. That's who who we are as a conference. Uh, one of the things that we do well, and and again, our men's basketball is great. Our women's basketball is great. We've got the Hoop State, North Carolina right here. So, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense uh, that we're seeing so many good things out of uh, ACC women's basketball. Yeah, on that Thursday, December 1st, you'll see Duke face off against Northwestern, Georgia Tech at Michigan State. North Carolina against Indiana, Notre Dame against Maryland, Wisconsin versus Florida State, 
Miami facing Michigan, NC State facing Iowa, and Virginia Tech facing Nebraska, which I love that they have like this full slate. Everyone gets a game. It's all these fun things. You know, you get left out when it comes to men's basketball. But, you know, I think it's nice to see that this women's slate is going to be good to go. Yeah, it'll be great to see. It'll be a, a really, really good time. And, um, you know, the, the Big Ten ACC challenge, we, we're talking about how good ACC women's basketball is, but the Big Ten also has a, a ton of good teams in their own Absolutely. respect, right? Uh, we look at how good Indiana was last year. You look at how good Iowa was last year. You know, you're, you're looking at some very, very quality programs there as well. So I think it'll be some very entertaining games. And that's, that is at, in reality, that's all you hope for when you're talking about conference-wide challenges and all that good stuff. You just hope to get a bunch of entertaining games that like have people sitting at the edge of their seat and, and wanting to watch uh, more of what they're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that overall, again, while we still have the conference swinging in good favor of there being the ACC, we're just going to enjoy the sports that is. And, you know, when it's time to shift, we'll shift. But more than that, I kind of liked reading y'all's comments. It was fun. But I would really appreciate some of y'all changed your names, like the whole Satan demon demonic thing. Like, oh, that can go. So, like, I'm going to read all the comments that are positive and the ones that have, like, decent names that I can say on camera. But, you know, all the other ones, I'm just going to let you know now. If you want to leave comments for the future to be read as we're heading to these off seasons, looking for content ideas, just keep it cute. You know, just keep it cute. I might read some bad ones too, because I think it's funny. You know how they have the show where you have to read the, the, the stars, read the tweet. Yeah. They read the mean tweets. Yeah. I might do that too. Like the one, the guy said, you should try to be more like Jay Billis and Jay Williams or no, no, no. Kenny Smith. That's what he said I should do. I mean, they, 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 number one, they play these games at a high level. Like, first of all, I swim at a high level, so don't play. No, 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 I'm saying, saying, at at the end of the day, they can't tell you, they can't tell you what a good, uh, what is the thing called where they roll, touch the wall, and come back up out the water and swimming? See, that's your problem right there. It's a flip term. But what I would say, though, if you wanted me to be bald, you just had to say that. Wow. 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 I mean, listen, listen, I know, I know if we went, if we went off reading the nasty comments on your show, I'm sure I got a few as well. So no, they really like you. I don't know why. Well, I, I, I guess it is the baldness. I guess it is. Candace, go ahead and shave it off. Shave it off. Let's go. Shave shave it all. If we get a thousand subscribers on YouTube, I'll shave my head. If you mean when you're, you're going to have to shave your head pretty soon, sister. Am I? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Listen, I'm okay. just saying. You heard I'm it just here saying, first. How many subscribers are you at right now? 400. 400. I'm just saying, you've been doing By this the start YouTube- of football season, if I don't have a thousand, I'm keeping my hair. If I have less than a thousand, if I have a thousand or more, I'll shave my head. Uh, well, see, that's not fair. Now, you basically made the time like very, very short. So you had to what shave. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I feel like within within five or six months, you, you might be staring at a thousand. Okay. You know okay. I mean? I'll give you the start of basketball season. How about that? When is the start of basketball season? October. October, that's four months. Sure. Sure. Okay. Like, cool. Now, if you but you do know if you get to this thousand subscribers, <laughs> you really have to shave your head. Like oh, shut up. It's just hair. It'll grow back. I got inches. Okay. Period. Don't play with me. <laughs> I, I wish I could relate. I shaved it one time after I crossed it. My hair never came back. It just never oh, really is that right? wanted to come back in the way it was supposed to. But it's all right. It's all right. You know, I'm not. I'm not jealous at all. I'm not jealous. I'm not envious of you 
in any way uh, because of the hair. I'm not envious in any way. <sighs> we all can't be great. And of, of That's why you're would, an amazing commentator. Uh, so. Of course she would lean her head down after I said, we all can't be great and have hair. Of course she would. <laughs> you know. It's, uh, it's well, all right. You know, we all can't be great commentators like you are. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Absolutely. Wherever you're listening to this or wherever you're watching this, you can find me at Locked On Wolfpack. You can find the podcast there. You can also find me on Twitter at LO underscore Wolfpack. And you can find me on Twitter at TGIF underscore Kenton. But just be aware you are getting Kenton the man, not Kenton the sports uh, broadcaster. Love to see it. All right, guys, come back on the next episode with AJ Black. We'll talk a little bit about more of what's going on with the ACC. Maybe we'll read some more of your comments and we'll talk about football season that we can actually get to it and get focused. Kansas Cooper and Kenton Gibbs until next time.